Hello and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. Awesome, Nicole. I'm really excited to get into what we're going to get into today because it's a little bit of a mystery. Nicole told me not to check social media for a couple of days, so I have, again, no idea what's on the docket. But before we get into that, I just want to say if you are a new listener here, welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you for rejoining our podcast. This is TWSS, a podcast about entertainment news theories and debates um, as we introduce ourselves in the beginning i'm zach we have nicole here and i just want to say that if you are listening to our podcast you like what we do please leave us a comment a like a listen please share our podcast it helps us a lot and helps us engage with you all and make sure to follow our social medias in the show notes so nicole what are we discussing today because <laughs> i have no flipping clue so I have to say, when I was scrolling through social media last week, I just I could not stop laughing because I already know your reaction to one of them. Um, I actually don't. Let me see. Oh yeah, so there was actually a couple of them, um, and then we have a couple of discussions this week to go through. Um, but the first one, which was kind of shocking to me, was via Entertainment Weekly, Bullet Train arrives right on time for number one, second week in a row, which was last week. Bullet Train, I've heard a lot of really bad reviews. Um, a lot of people didn't like it, but hey, it's number one. Um, I also don't really think that there was much else to compete with, to be honest, other than Maverick, which is... Um, crossed the threshold as well at the Infinity War um, for I think like a, a, over a billion dollars. Yeah, 1.4. Um, uh, but any any remarks on that one? No, I still wanted to see Bullet Train. I still no, want to see too. it. So, um, you know, I think I'm going to let critics say whatever they have to say and I'll watch it yeah. when I watch it. But uh, yeah, I I will get around to it. That's how I feel too. I feel like it'll be like an HBO Max or Paramount Plus thing in the next like couple of weeks anyways. Um, not that I wouldn't support box office, but it's just not one of those films that I'm like rushing to the movies to see. Um, so according to Marvel updates, The Punisher will appear in Devil and Daredevil Born Again, which isn't shocking because at this point they have... They're in talks with Rosario, Rosario Dawson to reprise her role with all the original characters. So I feel like at this point, it's not shocking who's going to be on this show. Uh, did they say John Berthnall is going to be the Punisher or they just said the character the Punisher? Yeah, they, um, Rosario Dawson actually kind of spoiled it at like a Disney event, um, yeah. saying that she just found out that John Berthnall and then... Um, I, I mean, at this point, I think with D23 literally in two weeks, I think that these announcements will appear. I think these are kind of like the bigger announcements um, that are going to be presented. And I did get a notification today from Ernesto that, not shocking, it's confirmed that the Fantastic Forecast will be announced as well. So... I mean, there's, I, I mean, there's so many updates that still are coming out, and there, some of them could just be rumors. Some of them might not be, but you never know. I know that they have been saying that. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's just a cast announcement for all these different shows coming out. Um, 
but we are rumored to have about five new Disney Plus shows announced for Marvel as well, and I think like five or six movies are being announced for it. Um, but that'll be discussed a lot closer as well to D23 weekend. Um, so I thought you would like this one a lot. Um, according to Discussing Film, Viola Davis has been cast as the villain in the Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbird and Snakes. The source is Hollywood Reporter. Thoughts on that, Zach? Uh, what was that? Um, sorry. Um... <laughs> I thought you were gonna like what? that one. I know you like I mean, Viola I Davis. I love Viola. I love Viola Davis, but like, <sighs> how do I say this? So, In a I way. loved her role as Amanda. I forgot the last name of Waller. the Suicide Squad. Waller. Amanda Waller, Suicide Squad. I feel this is just the same. I'm more interested in the new movie she's doing with John Boyega, where yeah. she's a princess, war- queen warrior. Like that to me is more interesting for Viola Davis. On top of that, I've seen Viola Davis as a villain before, or even just like someone who's not a great character. Obviously, this is not a knock on Viola Davis as an actress. Again, one of the best actresses in the world right now maybe even in history like again top tier talent so i always trust she's gonna deliver on the material i'm just kind of not interested in seeing her as another villain in another franchise it just doesn't appeal to me i i miss i miss performances from her in like fences and things like that and i want to see more of that work personally but okay you know it's not it's not groundbreaking to me honestly i had the opposite reaction i i really look forward to any performance she um, portrays and i think i honestly forgot about her as amanda waller i don't know how but um i i forgot that she's played a villain but obviously she plays it well enough or she plays it to its fullest so I think that and it, they've already like released a couple of pictures already with Rachel Zegler and it looks pretty good um I didn't really know the full extent of the, the prequel until I heard a, a TikToker, TikToker discuss it and it sounds actually really interesting um so I'm looking forward to it I think that's stellar to me it seems it's a similar argument we had last last week with uh Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, that um, it's seems very similar. A similar. Seems a similar argument that we're we're talking about. Uh, again, to me, I just don't feel like it's as enthralling as seeing her yes. play something vastly different to what she's played before, like this warrior queen she's about to play. So we'll you know, it's funny though. Um, I did actually have this discussion with my coworker, who is a huge Marvel fan. And um, he, we, I had mentioned that uh, Giancarlo Esposito was rumored, um, and he had heard that too. And we asked each other our thoughts, and he said he would prefer him as Professor X because he's tired of seeing him play these like same villainous roles. Would like to see him, and I did. I said I agree. Like my my best guy friend slash co-host agreed. Um, so I think it's just interesting that people are ready to see him in this role. And I think he would be fantastic. He's fantastic in any role. 
Um, it seems a similar <laughs> So my next one is actually the one. So this one I was kind of like rolling my eyes at. Um, so according to movie ranks, rankings.net, and I quote, we regret to inform you that a Wizard of Oz reboot is in development at Warner Bros. Sources deadline. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Oh, for those that what? don't know, I put my head in my hands. <laughs> so this is the one that I like could not stop laughing at because I was like, of course, I was waiting. I was wholeheartedly waiting for this specific reboot to happen because I was like, I wonder if they're going to, I wonder if they're going to touch Wizard of Oz. Like who has the balls to do that? And apparently they do. Five dollars. Yeah. Rachel Zeigler <laughs> plays Dorothy. Oh, a hundred percent. I knew you were gonna go that route too. Five dollars. I'm I'm willing to go there. She honestly might already be in talks. They might already be like Warner Brothers is probably like let's snatch her up. <laughs> but you know what my favorite part about this is. Is that even like a source says we regret to inform you, and that is what actually like cracked me up. Is because nobody wants this, but they're gonna do nobody it. Nobody wants this. Nobody. You wants really, this. you can't touch. That's like doing. I mean, they did do technically. They kind of did a grease movie, but it's that's a, that's an absolute classic. <laughs> I'm I'm really lost for words, but this one, like, I have no energy to devolve no. to this subject. Like, I I truly I, have nothing to give. I really just wanted your reaction live on this because this is what was like fascinating to me is that someone actually said, "Wizard of Oz, Judy Gardner, let's reboot it." I, I'm sorry, that was my favorite, absolute favorite movie growing up, and there's, I, I mean, I'm sure the reboot will be great, but there's just certain classics you cannot touch. Again. I don't like the fact that we can make an educated guess for who we think's gonna play Dorothy, <laughs> and it has the potential to be correct. I don't like that. Because I really, like, truly, I just don't see, unless they just do something where they pick someone at random, do a Moana kind of thing, where we go out and we find someone. I really don't believe Warner Brothers is going to do that. Because I also feel, I also feel like she's a shoo-in if they decide to go with Rachel's Eyewood. And I just can't see Hollywood doing something where they take a risk on somebody else. She is cash money right now, and I think that they're gonna be like, we'll just reuse her again, because it just makes sense. But I, I, I what is the point in doing this? Uh, is it to a new generation? Is it because of how potentially problematic the original was? 
I, I really don't understand the reason why. And then, it, is it to update with CG? Like, I really can't figure out why someone would want to do this. Money. But it's because they know it's Warner Brothers. I just I have so many theories behind it. Okay, but you know, Nicole, are you are you gonna spend money to watch this? Most likely, but I, I also. Are you gonna watch it this? It depends. It depends. It truly does. And I say that with a lot of films, it depends because I know it's like Aquaman two. Still probably won't go see it. Anyways, the I have the great Judy Garland. Why would I spend my money to watch her? Exactly. Like, what would be the point? What would be the point? Unless they were like taking the original and revamping it, and they're adding more color and and, and doing. That's the only the other original, thing I can. That's where I would spend money. But to do a reboot, uh, I truly don't see the point. And you know what would be the cherry on top? What? Ariana Grande coming down in her little bubble as Glinda. Get me out of here. <laughs> I want to go. What? Uh, my, my first initial thought was, okay, it's going to be between Ariana Grande, Leah Michelle, what and Rachel Zegler. That, yeah, 100%. And then I'm like, but wait, no. To tie into Wicked. But that's exactly what I think they're trying to do is because because these people are freaking geniuses because they already have this one filming. So when you said Rachel Zegler is a tie-in, my initial thought is, well, it would be between her and Ariana Grande. But wait, Ariana Grande is already Glinda. And then if this is if Wicked is already in production and this hasn't even started, this is probably like a year or two out from even starting production. They could easily bring. I, I just think it's all coming together now, and they're evil geniuses, and I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> Come on, tell me, tell me that's not like smart. I want to cry so bad. Like, <laughs> why? Okay, yes. Charge your question. Yes, they are geniuses in that perspective, but I'm just so over it. Like, why? Why? I think it's just honestly money. I really do. That's so sad. That's so sad. Anyways. Any other, any other thoughts on that? Um, so we have, we have too many discussions tonight. Um, I wanted to start with She-Hulk, that premiered last Wednesday. Have you seen it yet? No. Oh my god, Zach, I have to say, wholeheartedly, one of, it's honestly, you're gonna be shocked with this, it's probably like my second favorite Disney Plus show right now. Get out. 100%. Power. 100%. Alright. I need to check it out. I just... I, I've been... We're gonna get to it. I've just been very into House of the Dragon. Like, that's where my mind has been, so... Which we're gonna get to next. But I have yes. to say, as a Marvel fan, Phil had texted me 
during the day Wednesday, or no, Thursday, it premiered Thursday, he texted me and said, have you seen it yet? And I was like, no, like, blah, blah, blah. He goes, it's actually really funny, like, really good. And I watched it, and it's corny as hell. Like, it's like WandaVision, super corny. But Tatiana is a per perfect for this role. Like, I probably give the first episode at least, like, a 9.5 out of 10. Could still do work, obviously, on the CGI. Like, the effects, I understand what's going on. I'm not going to hate on them, but I think... It just, it, I couldn't stop smiling. And it made me like excited. I'm like, okay, I want to see the next one. I'm excited for the next one. So we'll have to see how it goes. But there's nine episodes, like WandaVision. It's I think 30 to five to 40 minutes each. Um, post credit scene in each show or each episode. Anyways, um, but that's my thoughts on She-Hulk. Really liked it. Check it out. Excited for Thursday. Um, <laughs> House of the Dragon. Yes. Initial thoughts, because I know that you've been wanting, waiting for this. Um, I'll, I'll. Why don't you go first on this one? I'm, I'm really curious what you thought of the first episode. Okay, I'm gonna start with my rating because I always forget what my rating is. I'm gonna say a solid nine. I do think I have the potential to raise it to at least a 9.5, but I think off the bat, I felt it was a nine. I feel like they did us as fans justice. They went back and they said, all right, let's remember all the things that y'all loved about Game of Thrones, and let's give you all of that in the first episode. There was hints of potential betrayal. There was hints of misogyny. There was hints of incest. There was hints of violence. Like, it gave us everything that Game of Thrones kind of gave us over the course of eight seasons, and they kind of meshed it into this mini first episode. I also felt like storylines are going to get very juicy in the next two to three episodes. And I, I guess maybe that's me imagining storylines, but I generally think that these are the directions they're going in. I also find it fascinating the uh, look on what it means to that society to have a woman in power and how there are those that want to quell that and stop that from happening and others that kind of feed into it and want it to be a thing. Also to figure out like what is a woman's place in this society I think that's an interesting question and I think that that was hinted at in our Game of Thrones with Daenerys but I, I think to this degree having someone with an outright claim to the throne and seeing their development I think is going to be very interesting. Um, I think Westeros feels large, it feels full, it feels familiar, and yet still kind of different. I mean, the Red Keep was gorgeous. Um, I love the fact that we as fans kind of know when things are going to happen. Um, for instance, when a dragon is there, we know it's going to breathe fire. We can all say to ourselves, Dracarys. Like, I love that that feel and that familiarity is still yeah. there. 
Um, but I think it's going to be a very interesting development, this, this storyline. Um, I'm very interested to see how things go. I mean, I had the pleasure of watching it in good company. So there was a lot of commentary between us as we were watching it. Um, but yeah, I truly think it was an interesting first episode. It left us asking a lot of very valuable questions. And I think also questions that are impacted by today's time. Uh, so I'm looking forward to next Sunday. I think that I'm excited to have a ritual of something to watch every weekend. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how they make that episode better. I do think it was a great episode. It kind of showed everything. Um, and I was saying beforehand, I truly think Matt Smith's going to have a very interesting performance this year. And I, I'm starting to get that sense that I was right. And so we'll see how this goes. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they've done such a great job of referencing Game of Thrones and yet giving us something very well, somewhat original. I don't think it's so different yet, but I, I, I think that we're on the the right track, so to speak. No, I, I completely agree. Um, <clears throat> I think this is like the one show all year that I've been most anticipating, um, that we've both been anticipating. Um, gonna give it a 9 out of 10 also I was a little underwhelmed at first um I think it was mostly by like I expected obviously the intro to be a huge thing like how it wasn't Game of Thrones but I think that they said that that was just for the first episode um I think they're gonna have the intro again in the second um my one of my absolute favorite things it wasn't really even like the plot or anything it was the music you could hear like the background of like the Game of Thrones soundtrack, but they threw it in with their own. Like they mixed it up, but you could still feel that it was Game of Thrones territory. Loved um, Rhaenyra's, the princess, gave me huge Arya vibes. Love that she didn't want to be, uh, she didn't want to be her kid. She wants to go be on the front line. She's in charge of these dragons, basically. Um, her saying Dakaras. I oh, I almost lost my shit. I was like, that is what I like. I love right off the bat, first episode, we're getting dragons, we're getting all that good stuff. Um, of course, Matt Smith, my favorite part of the episode. He, because you can tell, like, he's not super entitled from what I'm getting the vibe of, but he knows, like, he still has the royalty feel to him because he it seems like he doesn't want to be part of the family like part of that royalty status but also it's what he was born into and he was named he's he even says at one point like you name me the city of the watch like you didn't want me here so this is what i'm doing now and i was just like damn gotta see a little bit of his ass i was okay with that um Overall, it was a really great show. I think that brutal birth scene, I actually, I think I, there was only a couple moments in Game of Thrones that I actually had to like, I was cringing. And this was the first time I've actually cringed in a while because of that. And I almost cursed out loud because he actually decided like, no, I want my, I, spoiler alert, I would rather my son live. 
was like, you son of a bitch. Um, but that just shows that they care more about a male being born into the world than they do females. So that was kind of, um, it was it was good to see that kind of decision that he makes because then that's where you know that his head's going in the, like, as a king. Um, uh, a lot of, I, I like Alicent. I think that she's a great character. I love Olivia Cook in general. Um, I think her, her dad, I don't know what you got vibes wise with her dad, um, for what his name is, Otto. But when he told her, you need to go keep the king company, I was like, oh, you're a bastard. Oh, you're really, like, trying to... Yeah, that part when he was, like, he, he, I know, uh, hold on. When he hugged her, he's like, your mother, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, oh, you should go put on her dress, and you should go keep him comfort. I was like, oh, you're trying to get close to either the crown, or you're trying to just sell your daughter off to be royal. So... That was an icky part for me, but overall the show is absolutely fantastic. I'm excited to see where they go. I'm excited to see like them older. I'm excited to see those flash forwards. Um, but I know you have thoughts on Otto because I can see it on your face. No, I was. I don't want to ever feel like I have to <laughs> advocate or support terrible behavior and I want to say outright I don't believe in that behavior again it's icky it was not okay with me and I genuinely did feel that sense of like for lack of a better word it felt like he was whoring out his daughter and I, oh he 100% was so, so there's that but I also Jenna was I was with my girlfriend and she was saying to me that you know, that's, that's terrible behavior, it's icky behavior, and that's really fucked up. And I was like, yes, it's fucked up, but if we're also thinking about that time... It's what they were doing. That it's, it's to be... It's, women were seen as property, his daughter is technically, in that time, if you're looking in that lens, that his daughter is his property, and it could be seen as a very sensitive thing that he is sending his daughter, his most prized possession at the time, having lost his wife to his best friend being the king. However, that does not excuse that behavior from our modern lens, and I don't agree with it. But I was just, I, and I felt icky kind of talking about it from that aspect. Like defending but, it. Defending it, but I, I wasn't yeah, trying no. to defend it, but I was also trying to like visualize maybe that's where he was coming from, but then again, you know. Anyway. Um, well, if you think about it, if she were to marry him, he would be, um, part royalty so i think that's also where yes this is where i think storyline wise and this is where i kind of want to do as a theory i think that elicite gets pregnant with a son and that directly challenges rhaenerys's line to the throne and i think that's a possible storyline that will be revisited and i also think that damon matt smith goes off creates his own army that comes back to challenge the, the Iron Throne, saying that, you know, I'm a male heir and I should have access to the throne after. Which um, is where the battle originates yes. because of... Um, no, I wholeheartedly agree, and I think that's kind of where they ripped off, because I think in the previews you see Alyssa and Renera as they kind of, like, ripped off as friends, if I'm not mistaken, and... Um, or they, I, something like that. I didn't really, I, I haven't really watched the trailer because I want to be kind of surprised going into a lot of these episodes. But um, 
At first, I did think that Damon and Alyssa could have a thing because he gave, he was like, oh, I want to take your, like, whatever it was, the, the gift. I felt there was a little bit of a incest vibes of Damon and Renars. Oh, I see. I didn't get that. But maybe, I maybe. I was like, ooh. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's Game of Thrones. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Literally. Um, no. There was a tweet the other day. I saw. It's like, watching House of the Dragon just to realize that Bran ends up on the Iron Throne. And I, I was like, that's... Ugh. I don't know. I mean, we kind of know the history, but it's nice to see, like, how they... I did like the narrator at the beginning. I liked older Rhaenyra's being the narrator and kind of telling us um and i liked the little nod towards daenerys that was really nice just to see 172 years before her um i'm just excited to see where they go with it i think they haven't been announced for season two yet but um i think this could be matt smith's year i think he'll not that I always think of Emmy nominations, but I wouldn't be surprised if he would be in the running based on one episode. It's also Game of Thrones material. It is. So he's kind of a shoe in potentially for a nomination at least. I mean, we'll see. Um, but any other any other thoughts? Anything from what we've discussed tonight? No, I'm just excited for episode two. You need to start She-Hulk. Yeah, I guess I do. It is. It, it's really good. Like it's it's funny, quirky. Like it may. I was like, oh, I'm gonna cringe, but no. Like she's like on top of her shit. Um, but I don't have any final thoughts either, other than I'm excited for episode two of House of the Dragon. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a fantastic place to end. Well, that was another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. And we will see you next time.